Welcome to the Spirit of Life Ministries. Spirit of Life Ministries aim is to call to the born-again body of believers to manifest the kingdom of God through the teaching and proclamation of the word of God, as well as the greater good for all humanity. Spirit of Life Foundation is based on Ephesians 4th chapter for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come in unity of the faith and knowledge of the Son of God and fullness of Christ, to the edifying of the body of Christ in love. Spirit of Life Ministry's heart is for the restoration of the soul and greater good for all out of love. Please welcome now Sister Beatrice Jackson. Thank you for joining Spirit of Life Ministries. I'm Sister B. I give honor to God, the Father, the Son, Jesus, who is the head of my life and the Holy Spirit. I thank God for being in this seat this day. Praise God. We were talking about God is beginning again and how Jesus is, pre- is preparing his bride and completing the work he began to fulfill our God-given purpose in these last days. We left off in Revelation, the third chapter, verse 20 through 22, and I'm not going to read the whole passage. I'm just going to recap because Jesus is knocking. He's knocking, and we're coming to a close in time for whosoever will hear him and let him in. And he wants to let us, those who will, come in so he can sup with us. And that word sup means supper. It was the evening meal and the most important meal of the day. Jesus is knocking. And as I said, he's talking to the churches in the first three chapters of the book of the Revelation. And it's twofold. It's both up on a personal level and holistically. And some of us have shut Jesus out on a personal level and holistically in the church. And he no longer has place or preeminence in our services or our lives. He does not, he's not reigning supreme or he's not superior or the main focus anymore. Whereas programs and anniversaries, appreciations and birthday celebrations have taken his place. And the Lord wants us to return to him. He wants us to be faithful to him and the things of God the way we once were with him. Praise God. Now, we talked about a couple of things in our last broadcast. This time we're going to focus on God is calling us back to that life of consecration in him where we were separated unto him. Praise God. Let's go to the book of Revelation. We're still in Revelation. And let's go to chapter 2, starting at verse 1. And it reads, Unto the angel of the church of Ephesus write, These things saith he that holdeth the seven stars in his right hand, who walketh in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks. Now the seven stars are the seven angels, and the seven golden candlesticks are the church. Verse 2, I know thy works and thy labor and thy patience and how you canst not bear them which are evil and thou hast tried them which say they are apostles and are not and hast found them liars, praise God, and has borne and has patience and for my name's sake has labored and hast not fainted or lost heart, 
praise God. So he's saying here in these first three uh, uh, verses that he, he knows our works and our labor and how we were faithful. We were faithful and we don't, we don't, we, and we held to the truth. We hold to the truth and the ways of God and don't like any falsehood to, to, um, to make it short. To make it short, we're not about falsehood. Verse 4 goes on, and I'm going to continue in the Amplified. It says, but I have this charge against you, that you have left your first love. You have lost the depth of love that you first had for me. Verse 5, so remember the heights from which you have fallen and repent. Change your inner self, your old way of thinking your sinful behavior, seek God's will and do the works you did at first when you first knew me. Otherwise, I will visit you and remove your lampstand. The King James says, I will remove thy candlestick out of its place. It goes on to say, except thou repent. And the Amplified says, I will visit you and remove your lampstand. The church, its impact from its place, unless you repent. Oh, praise God. So the Lord is saying here, he is calling us back to that place in him. Jesus is calling us back to that intimate place in him in order to re-engage and recommit our lives, that life of consecration unto him, the way we did in our beginnings with the Lord. To recommit and rededicate our life of consecration. You know, there was a time when we were faithful to him and the way of life that he put in our spirit in our beginnings. We were diligent in prayer, reading and studying God's word, fasting as he would call for it. Praise God. And the Lord is calling us back to that again, these first works. And each of us knows our first works that we did. I'm just giving you some of, some of the things, because time won't permit. Some of the things that we had consecrated, unto the, a way of consecration that we lived unto the Lord. And we wouldn't compromise our God-given convictions in those times, in our beginnings. And we were ever so careful not to deviate in regard to the places we would go, because our heart was no longer connected to the world. The programs we wouldn't watch because our eyes were consecrated unto him. Even certain music that we wouldn't listen to because our ears were consecrated unto him. Praise God. And God is calling us back to that. Jesus is calling because he has need for us to live that life of consecration. He's calling on our consecration again. To live that consecration that we have in him, in our beginnings to live it again, to re re repeat our first works again in him. He has need of us in these last days, praise God. Let's go to Ephesians, the fifth chapter. And Ephesians is the book of the, the true church. This epistle lays out the picture of the true church of Jesus Christ. 
And it just so happens that he's speaking to the church at Ephesus in Revelation, the second chapter that we just read. Let's start at verse 14 in Ephesians, the fifth chapter. And he reads, he says, Wherefore he saith, Awake thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. And he's talking to born-again believers, those of us that are children of God that have fallen asleep. Verse 15, See then that ye walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. That word circumspectly means cautiously, cautiously. Redeeming the time, because the days are evil. And that word redeeming, I'm going to read this in the 16th verse, excuse me, in the Amplified uh, Version, uh, the 16th verse. It says, making the very most of your time on earth, recognizing and taking advantage of, of each opportunity and using it with wisdom and diligence, because the days are filled with evil. Praise God. It goes on to say, Therefore, do not be foolish and thoughtless, but understand and firmly grasp what the will of the Lord is for our lives, praise God. So he's asking us to re-engage in the times where we were fixated on Jesus and our life and salvation. And we wouldn't allow anything or anybody to distract us from what God had infused, infused in our spirit and in our heart as how to live this life of salvation in Jesus Christ, praise God. We looked at it as precious, and our life, our life in God, our life in Christ was precious, and what we have with the Lord, we, we looked at it as precious and wouldn't allow anything to come in between our walk with the Lord. God is calling on us to do that again, do that again. When our purpose was always stirring in our spirit and our purpose was always in our face, praise God. This is what Jesus wants for us again. This is what he's calling us to. Jesus is calling us to repent, which is to have a change in mind and direction and return to God and recommit and do our first works again. In him, praise God. And I want to encourage you that you'll find that when you begin to engage in your first works, when we do that, when we begin to engage in our first works again, the grace and the strength, the Lord will begin to renew the grace and strength to do as we have done in times past. And the more we engaged, we, the more we engage, the more we want to engage, praise God. I believe you'll find, I believe you'll find that this is what will begin to happen, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Let's go to Isaiah, the 15th chapter, excuse me, the 57th chapter and the 15th verse. Isaiah, the 57th chapter and the 15th verse. Because if we begin to do this, if we begin to, do our first works again, repent and return to the Lord and do our first works again. There's, some, there's a promise that God has in his word for us. Verse 15 reads, For the high and exalted one, he who inhabits eternity, whose name is holy, says this, I dwell on the high and holy place 
but also with the contrite and humble in spirit. In order to revive the spirit of the humble and to revive the heart of the contrite, the overcome with sorrow for sin. Let's take comfort in that, praise God. We can take comfort in that, that God is willing to revive the spirit of the humble, humble and revive our heart, those of us that are overcome with sorrow for our sin and how we have deviated and walked away from God. We can be assured in what God says in this verse that he will revive us, praise God, as we return to him in that place of consecration in Jesus Christ, praise God. Well, I thank you for joining me. This is Spirit of Life Ministries. I'm Sister B, and until next time, God bless you. Thank you for listening to Spirit of Life Ministries, an anti-ministry purpose for revival of the heart toward God, restoration of the soul for the hungry and the lost, let them that are thirst come, let them take the water of life freely. Spirit of Life Ministries is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. If you'd like to be a blessing to the ministry, donations can be made through the Giveify app. To contact the ministry, send all correspondence to Spirit of Life Ministries, P.O. Box 210081, Milwaukee, Wisconsin 53221. Spirit of Life Ministries can be reached at 414 249 5121. Until next time, thank you and God bless you.